Hey, man. Hey, what is happening? <laughs> what is happening? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm good. Glad you're here. Fancy meeting you in person. Yeah, outside. It's very cold, man. How long has it been since we've shot an episode actually face to face? Three months, four months, five months? Yeah, it's been, it's been about a long time. Yeah, too long. Since before Christmas. Too long. We're in April now. But lockdown rules have finally eased slightly, so we can meet outside. So we're doing a bit of an episode here. So today's episode will be shot in the beautiful English countryside, as you can see behind us. <laughs> now, we actually, we thought of a very specific challenge for this episode. Mm. So we've decided to make up on our, well, attempt to go to London before Christmas to shoot some street photography. And as you may remember, we ended up having to go to Brighton because, you know, it wasn't particularly safe at the time yeah. uh, to go into town. So we're going to make up for this this time and we're going to take you along. This time we're going to go there with the intent of trying to take a photo in the style of one of our recent uh, guests, Nina Kling. Now, if you remember, she is an awesome street photographer from New York and we love, absolutely love her stuff. But there's one specific type that we're going to go with the intention of trying to take. Dina's style is very recognizable. Mm. One of the things that I think really jumps out is the way that she manages to shoot silhouettes in a street situation. So we're going to go to London, New York this time. We're going to go to London and we're going to try and emulate her silhouette street photography style and maybe put our own take on it. Oh, interesting. Who knows what that's going to be? Well, we'll find yes. out. So how many mistakes do you think we're going to make? I don't know. Have you ever shot a silhouette? Nope. nope. Definitely not. So we're going to find out how to do it and we're going to take you along for the ride. Oh, another idea. Easy. What we really need is somebody to look at our images afterwards and give them a bit of a constructive criticism. Hmm. Top idea. Clearly, that's the best way to learn, right? Yeah. Yeah. We've done it before in a couple of our challenges in the past. Well, now I know nobody better than Nina Kling herself. Mm to give us a bit of a photo critique. You think she's up for it? Nina, are you up for it? Welcome to Camera Shake Podcast, episode 52. 52, that can only mean one thing. It's our first anniversary. It's been a whole year. A whole year of Camera Shake Podcast? A whole year. A whole year. And we've literally just come back from London, which was a whole other experience. It was. How's that for you? It was... Are we getting distracted by the, uh, the weir in the background? I don't know. This is, I mean, this is a first for many, for many things. First of all, I mean, this is like, you know, obviously our first, um, first year anniversary episode, but also it's the first time we're filming outside. Because as of now, we are allowed to meet up outside. So this episode will be entirely filmed Outside, <laughs> and it's strangely distracting. There's like a it waterfall really over there, or whatever that is. Is that a waterfall? A weir, a weir, whatever. A weir. That is. A weir. A weir. So there's a weir over there. There's birds over here. Yeah. There's like uh, some bell tower behind us. Planes above. We could have found somewhere quieter. Yeah. We could have found found somewhere, you know, more fitting for video, but we didn't want to because we like it here. It's very really nice. It's a nice day. We've actually had a great day in London. That was, yeah. a, that was a really cool day. There's a there's a bird thing, whatever it is. The swan. It was a swan. Yeah. Did you see that video? Um, 
somebody filmed something walking, like running through the garden, and they thought it was it was like a dinosaur, a baby dinosaur. Huh? Yeah, did you see that? No. <laughs> it sounds like something on TikTok. It wasn't. It was literally somebody's security camera uh, filming like their backyard, and it was uh, this thing. It literally looked. I mean, it does look like a baby dinosaur running through their backyard. It was probably some animal. I mean, obviously, but clearly it wasn't a baby dinosaur. No, that's, is that like seeing a Loch Ness monster? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but who doesn't want? I mean, who doesn't want a baby dinosaur run through their backyard? Well, quite. Yeah. Right? True. 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 Very. Very. So, true. so the weather is good. We decided to film outside. Um, so London. I mean, we. Yeah. We went to London, um, and we were on a mission because what we really wanted to do was we wanted to create. Well, first of all, we wanted to create some street photography. Um, and more specifically, we were trying to sort of emulate Nina Kling's style of shooting silhouettes uh, in, in the street photography kind of setting. But that really proved to be harder than we thought it was. It was damn hard. Yeah. Damn, damn hard. And, you know, it, it was quite difficult to get myself out of general street photography kind of momentum, if you like. <laughs> yeah. And really get my mind in gear to specifically look for shots which might be good for a silhouette. And then you add on top the fact that the weather, you know, whether that played ball or not was, you know, all, all, all additional issues. Um, so it was a, a lot harder than I expected it to be. Yeah, I mean, that was, it's one of those days, one of those days where it was, you know, sometimes it was overcast, sometimes it was a little bit sunny, but you really couldn't control the weather. I mean, obviously you can't control the weather. So I guess, you know, the learning experience for us was really that if you're deliberately going out to, to shoot silhouettes, then, you know, you need a great deal of luck. Because ah, everything yeah. has to kind of play ball. The weather, yeah. the sun, you know, the position of the sun, blah, blah, blah. Um, so I think we've been that idea pretty quickly. Well, unofficially, yeah. Although there was one yeah. location where it sort of worked out for a little bit. Um, but I think in the grand scheme of things, we realized that really, you know, if we were going to come back with, uh, you know, some some good street photography shots in general, then you know, we consider ourselves lucky. Yeah, and I, I don't know about, about you, but I um, there's probably two or three shots that I, I, I quite liked that I came back with. Um, yeah. You know, I, I don't think I had much more than that on the day. And partly, partly I think that was because I really enjoy photos with people in at the moment. <laughs> yeah, that was you know, in, in particular. And, yeah. you, know, uh, you know, I've got an affinity for shots of, you know, buildings and streets and things like that. Absolutely. But I've got a real thing for shots with interesting people in yeah. right now. Yeah. And that's not to say that there weren't interesting people out there, but there were very, very few people out there, which I made it a little, little harder on me. I, I think, I mean, on, on one hand, I found that a little bit surprising because I thought it was going to be busier yeah. than it actually was. But the reality was that, you know, I think the minute I got on the train during during rush hour, I realized that it wasn't busy at all. I mean, it's, you know, yeah. anybody who's ever taken a train into London will know that, you know, your chances of getting a seat are virtually zero <laughs> under normal circumstances, like pre-COVID. And it was uh, a weekday, wasn't it? It was, yeah, it was, it was early rush hour, just, well, just late end of rush hour that we were going in, wasn't it? Yeah, and so 
I think on the on the train you could already see that it wasn't going to be busy at all. And uh, and then you know in London, it was surprisingly calm. Mm. You know, surprisingly empty. Um, and I guess it's because although the UK have you know we have opened up a little bit, um, I think what you can really sense is that lack of, of tourists. Yeah. In London. So the streets yeah. were still relatively empty. Yeah. Because I kind of thought, you know, in the place where I live, which is on the outskirts of London, the streets are probably busier than they are in central London because people actually live on the outskirts. Well, mm-hmm. the minute you get into central London, it's literally workplaces and tourists. Yeah. And so if you take the tourists out of the equation and given the fact that a large number of people probably still work from home, then you're not really left with very many people. Yeah, yeah, that's very, very true. So, you know, I see the same here. Um, you know, I live in Windsor, which is an extremely touristy area uh, because of the, the, the castle and the, the, the Queen and all that, all that stuff. Um, but you know, but it's also a residential area, um, so you, it's not, it's still not busy. It's, it's. I'm used to it being just horrendous at all the times. <laughs> yeah. And it's right. just not. Even though shops are now back up, you know, lots of shops are now back open. It, it doesn't feel it. It doesn't feel it. But that being said, it didn't stop us in London. We still still got out there. We still took some shots. Um, you know, we had a, a little plan in mind about where, you know, the kind of route we were going to take um, and try and walk most of it as well. And do you know what I found doubly hard that day is that because we wanted to capture what we were doing on film, <laughs> I found it very difficult to focus on what I what what I should be doing or what I wanted to be doing. You know, um, so it was hard to capture film and to go. Well, I want to sit here and take photo. Like, but it was also. I mean, there was. You know. A lot of that was part of the excitement of actually being in London because you know I realised that I hadn't been yeah. in town for a year. Yeah, yeah. You know, with uh, with COVID and all. I mean, a year that seems crazy. Yeah, I was, it's probably been closer to two for me. You know, it was it was nice just to be around around the area, particularly around certain places where I used to work and you know little bars and restaurants that I used to used to go to. And I mean, it sounds like, you know, we're complaining about the fact that it wasn't busy and, um, it, you know, and really, I mean, far from it, it was actually nice walking around central London, um, you know, and the streets being relatively empty. There was one particular place I think we got to, um, I mean, we went around to St. Paul's uh, in that area, and for, for all of those who have been to London before, St. Paul's is usually very busy. It's one of the main um, tourist attractions in London, and it was very quiet around there. And it's actually... You see it in a different light, you know, with the streets being empty and, you know, less people around. It was, you know, it was cool. But there was one particular place uh, when we went down to the river uh, near Tower Bridge. And there's a, almost like a side street which comes off of Tower Bridge uh, called Shed Thames. Yeah. Which, that was good. Which is usually, it's one of these, you know, it's old warehouses um, with cast iron, wrought iron bridges going across. Um, they used to roll barrels across these bridges. Yeah. So they used to yeah. unload the ships and then roll the barrels across or whatever. Um, and it's, it's a really unique area. 
you know, and usually that's packed with tokens. That's just packed, packed, because it's right, right next to Tower Bridge. Yeah. So it's like a tourist hotspot and it was empty. It was strange. Yeah. It was very, very strange. But I guess we, we tried to make the most of that situation and take advantage of the empty streets, right? And we got a cracking shot down there. Absolutely yeah. cracking shot. You couldn't have got that in a, at any other time. No, I was just, I was thinking this when I was editing it, actually. Um, you know, there's, there's really no way I'm going to be able to replicate that ever, you know, without any like extensive Photoshop trickery or whatever. <laughs> um, but it's just really, you know, it's a, it's a very unique situation yeah. that we're in at the moment. So, you know, in a nutshell, although the UK has opened up um, a little bit and we are actually you know, able to, to meet outside, um, we're really far from normal. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. another year or so, we'll be uh, completely back to normal. It's, it's easy to forget because when you know when you know when you're sort of um, caught up into you know in listening to the news and you know people saying it, you know things are going back to normal. The reality really is, and it's, it really isn't anywhere, anywhere near what it was. No, no, it's not. It's not. It's not. Um, so, what else do you find? Um, I mean, what went well for you in on that trip? Um, I think generally I did come back with a few really cool shots okay. that I like, you know, um, that was cool. It was just generally, it was nice to spend a day uh, just going out. Yeah. yeah because we've, we've been out in, in like, what is it, like two and a half months of lockdown, four months? Four? Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So we've been, we've been in another, in the third, like full lockdown for about four months now. And it was, I guess, you know, like I said earlier, it was the first time we actually managed to get out get into town and actually see something else rather than just immediate surroundings yeah, yeah. Um, and so you know that, that was good it was just a generally a good day a good day out um, there was also what felt good was that we managed to kind of make good on what we were planning before Christmas <laughs> yeah it's true yeah it's very very true and got to go to a camera shop oh that's right we went to the yeah. camera store yeah that was yeah, yeah what did you buy um I I bought like a, a what's it? P design, P design yeah. uh, thingy clip thing for your uh, rucksack strap thing. Thingy clip thing for rucksack. Whatever that's called, I don't know. Is it ba called basically, you put. A, I can't actually remember what the what they actually call it, but it's made by Peak Design. You put a plate on the bottom of your camera, and a clamp around the strap of your rucksack or bag or belt, even I guess. And it just slots in, so you don't have to walk around carrying a camera the entire time. You know that in itself, I don't mind carrying my camera because I like having it in my hand. But there's many occasions where you go, I need to put my camera down for a second. I need to get my bag. I need to do this. I need to do that, yeah. and you can't. And it's so helpful. So, well, it, so helpful. it certainly simplified the whole the whole situation really because. Yeah. Um, no matter whether you have like a you know wrist strap or or a neck strap or something for uh, for your camera, once you carry that around, you know for like the best part of the day, that does get yeah pretty heavy. Don't you find regular straps just kind of get in your way a little bit, particularly if you've got a bag on? Yeah, especially when you have two cameras as well. That was yellow. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I was yeah. I was shooting with uh, the Nikon and I was also uh, getting the Fuji out. It does get a little bit cumbersome when you you know when you're balancing two uh, separate cameras around. Mm. So that picture design thing. 
It's a great design. Yeah. And I don't, I don't really understand why I've just woken up to that because I've just been around for a while. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, but it literally, I mean, we hit the ground in London and it became immediately clear they had to find a different yeah. solution for yeah. my strepage <laughs> situation. You know. So in addition to that, I've got um, a peak design. My strap is peak design as well. Okay. And there's two things that are very cool about it. Um, not that I use it often, but when I do use it, two things that are very cool is that um, you attach kind of like tiny little straps to your camera, okay. which have tiny, small, round, red uh, kind of plates, if you like, where they're solid plastic and the, what you're attaching to is very solid as well. So okay. they're small and they're thin, but they're out of the way. And then your camera, uh, your strap has clips for those to just slot into. You just slot them in and out, and they're 100% secure. Right. Okay. A bit like the design of putting the, the, the uh, camera on your rucksack. Yeah. Um, but the second feature is the ability to make it shorter and longer. Yeah. Is I've never come across a strap that makes it so easy. You literally just pull one slip up, yeah. put it back down, and it's locked. It's done. They're great. What, what a company. Yeah, I mean, I was I was comparing that to um, the Black Rapid strap that I know. Oh yes, um, yeah. which yeah, in certain situations can come in handy, but there are a few downsides with that. There's a bunch of clips that come loose all the time, and you know, it's not. Um, it's an okay strap, like if you're shooting an event or something. Mm -hmm. um, but I think you know the peak design solutions are a little bit more useful. I think day to day they probably are. Yeah, yeah day to day they probably are. So, you know, it's, it's it's long as well, that particular strap, it, yeah. you know, it's, it's great. If, like me, I, I have it over a shoulder and I don't have it around my neck, I have it over a shoulder yeah. and down round and it hangs, you know, by my, my hip. Um, and it, it's perfect for that if you're using it. By the way, I should just mention that this video is absolutely not sponsored by Peak Design no. in any way, shape or form. <laughs> However, if you're interested in sponsoring us, then get in touch. But, you know, we're just, uh, we're just giving you really first-hand um, experiences of of our experiences with it. So, uh, so that was, uh, maybe we should do like a little review type of video about that. Yeah, yeah, sure. I love, I love both of it. They're the only two things I invite people to sign. Um, their rucksacks are pretty good by all accounts as well. Um, although, how did we get onto rucksacks? I don't know. But uh, I just bought myself a new rucksack, a Timber something. Very good, roll top. <laughs> I can't remember the name of it right now. I hadn't planned on talking about that. We'd have to, we'd have to picture it. <laughs> it's great. It's great. Hurts my shoulders a little bit though after that long day. Yeah. I have to say. Um, and I don't know whether that's because, you know, generally I get back problems and things like that. But um, if you look at the the top of the straps, the the very very top of them are like that seat belt. Oh yeah, airplane okay. yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. seat belt type cool. material. Um, and I wonder if just that little inch of material there was digging in. Right. I'm not so happy about that. So I might have to look at how long I wear it and whether I need to put something underneath the strap. Yes. Uh, it was quite uncomfortable for a couple of days after that. Yeah. And the bag wasn't that heavy. Yeah. I had a tripod, um, camera, a couple of lenses in, nothing, water, nothing else. Yeah. It really had too much weight. They um, weren't really logging that much gear around. I mean, I guess. Generally speaking, the idea with street photography is always to travel as light as possible. Yeah. You know, but um, yeah. oh, and I took a lens that I couldn't even use. 
You remember? Yeah. The damn heavy one too. Yeah. A 2470 is uh, an EF lens and my 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 R6 takes an RF lens, so I've got an adapter for it. Forgot the adapter. So I, was, I had my 35mm already on the R6, which I just used the entire day, which is great because I love it. It's fantastic. It's absolutely <laughs> yeah. fantastic. But uh, yeah, what a waste of weight. That's probably half the weight that was in my bag. Well, wow. it's all a learning experience. I mean, it, you know, again, the sort of take home from that for me is, you know, A, it's really difficult to film and take photos at the same time. Um, that's hard. And secondly, you really want to scale down your equipment as much as you can. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. that's definitely an advantage. Do you know what I was really pleased about on the day is that um, even though I was taking um, some film, I was taking photos and I didn't really turn my camera off on and off all that much during the day. Still lasted on one battery. Yeah. Whole day. Whole day. And it had tons left in it by the end of it. It didn't take long to recharge. I could have done two or three days like that, I think, on the R6 and yeah, would, have been, would have been quite happy. And that was really, I was really pleased with that. Really, really pleased. Yeah, so should we, you know, I think it's going to be interesting to see what Nina's going to make <laughs> of, our, yeah. of our results. So we shall see. Um, that will happen in one of the, one of the next episodes, uh, for sure. Now, yeah. having said that, of course, today is episode 52. It's been a year, a year of Camera Shake podcast. Unreal. Quickest year, longest year of my life. Yeah, and weirdly, it feels like it's like we've come full circle because we started um, in total lockdown, filming ourselves in our respective houses. Yep. Then for a little while, we managed to be in the same place at the same time. Yeah. And then now, of course, we sort of we see out the year, just kind of emerging out of lockdown again. So it's been literally a whole year of, of one sort of lockdown or another. Yeah. You know, who'd have thought that 12 months later we'd have to be doing it basically the same way? You know, obviously today we were, uh, we're fortunate that we just, things are getting slightly easier again. But, yeah. you know, I didn't think when we started this in 12 months we'd still. No way. Who would have thought that? <laughs> you know. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? The great thing about this has been that, aside from all the amazing guests that we've spoken to and the general chit chat that we've had, you know, I've enjoyed it more and more and more as each of the weeks have gone on. Mm. And I didn't anticipate that. I didn't anticipate that. I knew I, I, I would enjoy it. I knew that they'd get a point where I'd really start to enjoy it after some of that, those initial few weeks get out of the way and you, you go, oh, I'm sure about that. I'm sure about that. How does that work? Oh, what do we talk about now? Things free flowing a bit more, all of that kind of stuff. Once that's kind of through, I didn't anticipate continuing to enjoy it week on week, as, well, continuing to enjoy it more, I should say, week on week. And I have, I really have. It's been definitely a learning experience because yeah. I think when, you know, when you first start out with something like you know, a podcast, like who knows how to make a podcast? You know, from the outset, it's like, that's not really something that you just know how to, you know, for us in the beginning, it was like working out where podcasts even live, <laughs> you know, in the first yeah. place. And so, you know, it seemed like a good idea at the time. And I think, you know, we said at the very beginning, we're just going to learn how to do it as we go along. And, you know, now we're 52 episodes later and, you know, we got 
but maybe a little bit more of a grasp on, on what it is, hopefully, <laughs> that we're doing and how we're doing it. Um, but I think what's, you know, one of the most exciting aspects of it is the fact that it's turned out that there are people like you outside in the world out there somewhere, wherever you are, listening to our little podcast. And that's the most amazing thing. And, you know, judging by the messages that we get um, and the responses that we get, and, you know, it's that's really been one of the most amazing things for me is to see that uh, that there are people out there thousands of miles from here, potentially, yeah. who enjoy listening to, um, yeah. to what we've been able to put together for the last year. And, you know, we couldn't be any more grateful um, to all of you out there, you know, to just for listening to, uh, to our little podcast. It's been, yeah. it's been absolutely amazing. I think we've said a number of times now over the past year that we didn't necessarily make this for other people. We made this for ourselves to keep us sane, to give us yeah. something that we enjoy to do, something new to learn. And if someone out there, one, two, 10, 20, 50 people enjoyed it as well, that's fantastic. Yeah, that's fantastic. And I'm still doing it for myself to enjoy it. But given the type of comments and um, you know the number of people we know are, are listening, I now do it for you too. And that makes a big difference because we're absolutely committed to doing this every single week. And it is a big commitment. Yeah. It is a big commitment. As we are going into season two. (laughs) Season two. It's season two. Okay. As we're going into year two of the Camera Shake podcast, of course, we're always looking to shake things up. So if you have any suggestions, ideas, or anything that you want us to know or that you want, uh, you know, any ideas that you have, to things that we could include in this podcast and you know get in touch and let us know as always you can you know dm us on instagram uh send us an email at camera shake podcast uh, at gmail.com um you can find us on facebook or leave us a youtube comment but let us know what you what you're thinking uh, let us know if there's anything you like us to do any challenges you have for us actually that could be oh thing. yeah well okay here's a good idea set us a challenge so we've just been to London doing some street photography. If you get any challenge for us, any photographic, any photo or video related challenge, we'll be up uh, for doing that. So get in touch, let us know, and uh, we'll do our darndest to... Don't make it too hard. <laughs> yeah, <it's> un- <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> but yeah, it'd be super interesting to, uh, to hear from you, obviously. Um, so what were your like best experiences over the last year. You could, oh, you know. Do you know one of the, one of the episode I probably enjoyed most was um, uh, when we got Hannah back on, Tommy back on, Dan back on for the the second oh, lockdown the second special. Lockdown. Yeah, that was cool. Um, because, you know, it, I, I think I needed that as much as I wanted to, yeah transfer some of the information from those guys to what you know to anybody else out there well, i think that was just quite a shock really uh, to go into the second lockdown. yeah yeah that's had, right yeah what had happened in the uk was uh, that we had come out of the first lockdown over the summer last year um, and things were opening up and things were going quite well and the COVID numbers were going down and then beginning of september school started opening up again and then everything went down the river from then on 
and it basically right. everything started to go the wrong way. COVID numbers started shooting back through the roof. Um, and we we found ourselves in the second lockdown. And I think, and that was, was it November time, October time? Uh, Something like before that. Before then, I think. Yeah. 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 So we, we found ourselves back in the second lockdown, back, you know, making uh, podcast episodes from home. And it was really, on one hand, it was frustrating, but on the, on the other hand, it was also quite scary, actually. Because mm-hmm. at that point, you know, you just really didn't know. You had the feeling that everything that we were told wasn't really happening, you know, things weren't going the way uh, that anybody had planned. The government didn't really necessarily seem to know what they were doing either. <laughs> and uh, and so, you know, it was, a, it was a worrying time. And so to put an episode together where we spoke to other uh, photographers to see how they are dealing with it in order to give our listeners an idea or some help or just uh, you know some inspiration that was a really good episode to make it was um, and more than anything just to let everybody everybody know and myself know that those issues the things that you're thinking that well, they seem to be keep they, they seem to keep working they seem to keep doing stuff they seem to be positive no, they're just their coping mechanisms yeah. for helping themselves through it. They're still feeling the same way and thinking the same way that we yeah. are, but they're just having a slightly different mindset about it to keep themselves going. And I needed that. And I think, you know, generally, um, by talking to you know, our guests over the last year, this is the interesting thing there was, of course, you know, we're guests on from all, really all over the world. Um, and, you know, no matter who, who you spoke to, it was just interesting to, to really to find that we're all you know, really, literally in the same boat all together. Yeah. We're all feeling the same things, you know, we're all worried about the same things, you know, no matter whether you're in Arizona or whether you're in the UK or, uh, or whether you're in the Netherlands, for example, or whatever. You know, Colombia. Or Colombia, yeah, we're all, I mean, we're all like experiencing the same problems. We all have the same worries in that yeah. respect. And what that does is it immediately gives you more of a sense of community. And I think, you know, one of the biggest things uh, for me is that I've really realized that we are, you know, part of a, of a photo- like a photographic community, um, not only amongst, you know, the professionals amongst it, but, but also uh, with you guys, you know, listening to this, uh, to this podcast, which is why we thought it's, you know, be such a great thing to, to actually create a camera shake community where we can all, yeah. you know, exchange, um, ideas and thoughts and you know and stuff like that so if you know if you haven't done so already head over to our website cameraschankpodcast.com um there's a little button you can press um that says something like join our community you know sign up for that doesn't cost a thing it's totally free and we won't bombard you with tons of emails really but it's just a way for you to uh to stay in touch and um and to get the latest news we'll put a newsletter together once in a while and um, you know we'll, we'll create some some extra content um, as well. So that's all going to happen over the next month or so. So uh, head over there, be part of the community. That would be super awesome. Also, what you can't see behind the camera is that we have an audience over there. Oh, <laughs> hello. <laughs> anyway, no, not interested. <laughs> not interested. I don't know what they what are they doing. No idea. Hmm. Yeah, watching us watching that. Ah, yes. So that brings us to what's in store for us for season two Camera Shake Podcast. Season two. Season two. That's right. Year two. 
So what is in store? Well, obviously, more. <laughs> oh, well, same, same old, same old. No, we've got some really cool plans um, yeah. in store for for next year, or, you know, the second year. Um, we're going to have more guests on the show. Obviously, we've got some really interesting guests lined up for the next few episodes. Yeah, that is going to be really awesome. Yeah, a couple sure. of unexpected guests. Well, a couple right. of unexpected guests. Um, Stay tuned. Stay tuned for that. Make sure you tune in for that every Thursday, as usual. Um, but we're also, we've been thinking about creating some extra content. Yeah, yeah. Now, there's obviously lots of things that we could do. We could do tutorials, we could do vlogs, whatever it is. Um, but we thought it'd be a good idea to ask you, our listeners and viewers, um, to see what you might like us to do. So, you know, like I mentioned earlier, it could be challenges, um, it could be it could be little vlogs, it could be tutorials of some of some kind. Let us know if there's anything you might like us to do. It might be product reviews. Ooh. Oh, oh. <laughs> so whatever it is that you uh, that you think would be a good idea for us to do, let us know. And can you rebox your Peak Design clip and do an unboxing of that? No, I can't because I I <laughs> left the box in the store. The most pointless videos ever. Unboxing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I no offense, those who do unboxing videos yeah, out there. If, if you like <laughs> unboxing videos, oh my I just don't see. <laughs> now you know when I bought this thing, basically I got it straight out of the box. I left all the, the all the rubbish out in the store, and I put it straight on my. my yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. That was that. I think I still have my box for it. Really? Yeah, I think so. Okay, so I ever sell it? I was going to get a real <laughs> Yeah, but the, uh, well, we kind of did this, um, a tutorial in uh, season one, didn't we, uh, with Ivan? Oh yes, we did. Oh yeah, yeah with did. our lock lockdown shootout. That was another cracking moment of uh, uh, the first year. Oh yeah, really was. Yeah, really, really was. was Humbled by uh, <laughs> the quality <laughs> of Ivan's portrait. I think was I just. Think, I think destroyed. All right, I, I was, I was I, yeah, destroyed. Um, but God, that man is good at what he does. He really, really is. But it does push you further. And this is the I yeah, think, it does. The thing I love about I'm um, doing this, the thing that I that I love about doing these things is that it really does push you hard yeah. um, to get better. And that's, you know, that's uh, that's really important for your own self development. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you, you stick around, you know, your same YouTube sites, you stick around the same location, you stick around the same people. You, there, there's a ceiling to all of that, of what you're going to achieve and be able to achieve. You know, what, what's that saying? It's better to be the, you're better off being the dumbest person in the room than the smartest person because you will develop and you will get better no matter what. Well, also in music, it's often said that, you know, um, your best move is to play with people who are better than yourself. Yeah. Because that was that's what yeah. pushes you to get better. Absolutely. I mean, that's, that's definitely true. It just, you know, forces you to think in a certain way and it kind of pushes you on. Um, and it's also a ton of fun. You yeah. know, making, um, making the, uh, the Ivan challenge was great. Um, doing the five rooms uh, video with uh, Dana was was awesome. I really that I spent a lot of time thinking about what to do for that. 
I got sick of thinking about it. Well, I thought about it so much. <laughs> yeah, and it was it was interesting because it kind of you know, I thought I had a good idea and then it kept changing and yeah. you know, um, and then putting it all together. That was uh, that was a that really was a challenge. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was, um, and it was, but it was super good fun. So, you know, we enjoyed doing that. Um, so again, if you enjoy us, if you enjoy seeing or listening to us uh, doing these kind of challenges, then um, you know, let us know and. Maybe you want to give us a challenge, or maybe you want us to give you a challenge. Um, and you can participate using the hashtag Camera Shake Podcast. Yeah. Instagram hashtag. Instagram. So that's cool. Now, the other thing we need to talk about, though, is Clubhouse. You know Clubhouse? I thought that the first rule of Clubhouse was <laughs> to not talk about <laughs> Clubhouse. Do you know how many times that joke's probably been done? Oh, probably millions of times. It's disgusting. But yeah, Clubhouse. Are you guys at Clubhouse? I just joined Clubhouse, and then. Yeah, I'm positively surprised. I'm enjoying it. You're annoying on it. <laughs> yeah, I am super annoying on it. You spend the entire you spend your entire time on it. Well, I, I spend I spend a lot of time listening to things. Yeah, not necessarily interacting, but I but I am listening to a lot of stuff. So we speak every day, right? And more often than not, it will be over FaceTime, right? Yeah, right. And I don't recall a conversation on the FaceTime over the past two or three weeks, maybe, yeah. where you haven't also had. A headphone knocking about <laughs> with Clubhouse going on. That's very true. <laughs> yes. Completely <laughs> yeah. true. Yeah. Oh That's an educational experience. Absolutely. You know, it's, a, it's, a good, it's all about community, right? And I think that's what Clubhouse is providing in a way that Facebook and Instagram can do, but just in a, 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 in a new way. You know what's weird about it is, is that when I first heard about Clubhouse. I was really like, you know, very late to the party on this. Um, you know, when I first read about it, I kind of thought, well, this is like an audio platform. Like, how's that going to work? It's not going to work. Nobody's going to be interested in that. Clearly, clearly I was wrong. You're basically just on the phone to people. Well, right? it's like, it, well, it is pretty much like a conference call. But the interesting yeah. thing about this is that, you know, as a social platform, um, it's the only platform where you're actually talking to actual humans on the other end. No, yeah. There's no posting, like no imagery, no, none of that. It's literally you're talking to other people in real time, which means you're in, interacting with other humans in real time. And which is the fundamental flaw with social media in general. Well, exactly. Right? Well, yes. And, you know, you can see that as a, as a positive or minus, but, but that's really what makes um, Clubhouse so different. And whilst initially I had sort of concerns, um, you know, once once I started listening to some of the some of the rooms there, and we very quickly realized that actually this was this I can see why this is working. And at the moment, it's it's not open to everyone. It's by invitation only, and it's, uh, I believe at the moment, as we speak right now, it's only available for um, Apple iPhone users. Mm-hmm. So there's no um, no. What's the other system called? <laughs> I've forgotten. It's okay. We don't want those people around no. here. <laughs> there's I'm no, joking. There's no Android. Uh, no Android. Um, Version for it, whatever. Uh, so, um, so you know, it, it's it's sort of limiting in, in a way. But I found it really interesting. I've definitely been able to join some extremely interesting conversations over the last couple of weeks. Um, it's been quite mind-opening. I've gotten to speak to uh, some really interesting people and, and some top top-notch photographers oh, as well. Absolutely, one hundred percent. And it's it's just. Uh, 
it has actually proven to be a really positive experience. I'm really yeah. surprised because I didn't think, um, if I'm totally honest, I didn't, I thought it was going to be like, you know, yet another Snapchat, TikTok kind of a thing that, you know, you'll check out, you get bored of it pretty quickly, and then you let it go. But don't let the, the interface of the app and whatnot put you off because it's, it's not good. <laughs> it's pretty terrible. It's really it? bad and it's not. It's still in its early, early days. You know, if you imagine the Facebook app and what the, when it first oh, kind sure. of kicked around, the Instagram app when it first kicked around, they were no good either, really. So just bear with it, give it time. Um, get someone who you know who's already on Clubhouse to send you one of their, uh, is it two invitations you get, I think? Uh, initially, yeah. yeah. I think you get more uh, the longer you're on The longer you're on it, the more you participate, maybe. That's the that. um, Just bear with it. Get someone on uh, to get an invitation sent over to you and give it a go. Give it a go. Anything you can imagine is on there. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. So, um, you know, if you are on Clubhouse, again, um, look us up, um, you know, join us. Uh, and if at any point you'd like us to uh, to start a camera shake podcast room, we're very happy to do that. Yeah. So, yeah. again, get in touch and let us know what you think is a good idea for us to do. And um, we will endeavor to do all of that in season two. Yeah. I think Steve will be there. Steve will definitely be there, 100%. Hope you're listening, Steve. <laughs> cool. So I think that is all we've got for our anniversary, first anniversary episode. Nice relaxed day. I nice relaxed that. day. It's very cool. Um, more swans have turned up and there's a bunch of yeah. geese. The temperature is also starting to turn as it's quarter past six in the evening. I am wearing shorts and flip-flops for the first time. As it is the old British tradition. Yeah, it, it was over eight degrees, so time, yeah. to, <laughs> time to crack out the flip-flops. <laughs> anyway, we will be back uh, next week with yet another cracking episode. We've got another guest come on the show, oh, which yes. I hope you will enjoy. Yes. And we've got... Next two or three weeks are brilliant. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So we've got a lot of really exciting stuff planned for you guys, and um, hopefully we'll see you next Thursday. Yeah. Until then, Every time. Right?